Here we go. We live, man. That's what the fuck I was talking about. All right. Now, see, I know you for a minute. So, like, I'd be like, yeah, my man, R.O. But then I was like, but wait, he don't go by R.O. no more. Like, I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just Rome Mallory now. So, like, um, <laughs> I think it's just Rome Mallory now. And I'm, and I was, and I was, I was bugging because I was like, I went on um, Spotify because when you dropped, when the new joint dropped, as soon as I saw it was up, I went and listened to it. I was like, okay, let me go check bro out. Um, yeah. I love the album. We're gonna get into it in just a minute, but I love the album. Um, I mean, I always love your work, man. Brother. You probably, in my opinion, one of the most underrated lyricists in the state of North Carolina or, or anywhere, really. So, like, yo, yeah, I, I love the album. Like I said, we'll get into it, but I just, I like, <laughs> I'd be wanting to, I'd be having to catch myself because I'd be wanting to say all the time. <laughs> That's not his name anymore. Yeah. Don't do it. Not, um, right. I, I'm on some print shit. The artist formerly known as RO, right? You feel me? You know what I mean? So, I mean, what, 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 um, precipitated the name change, I guess, before we even get it in. You know what? Hold on. I ain't even do the fucking intro. I'm bugging. Yo, what's happening? Y'all know what time it is, man. Y'all locked in with Panther Father. I'm ready to just holler at my man. So, you know what I'm saying? I've got to do the intro and everything. Y'all know what it is. Y'all locked in on Panther Politics. I'm your host, Seven the Panther. And today, I had the pleasure of having, I'm pretty sure y'all already heard it because I don't cut nothing out. Y'all hear everything that gets said. So, uh, yeah, my, my brother from another mother, you know what I'm saying? I, I known him for a hot minute now. Um, formerly, the artist formerly known as R.O., my man, Rome Valerie. What's good, brother? Yeah, yeah. What's poppin', bro? What is good, man? It's good to hear from you, man. Good to be on the show. Salute everybody tapping in. I'm, I'm excited, bro. It's good energy. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. Yo, and, and I'm glad I'm glad that we, we finally got a chance to link, man, because I, I like, realistically speaking, I have a list of artists um, that I wrote down from North Carolina that I want to, uh, that I want to interview. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm hopefully I'm gonna get to everybody at some point. Hopefully, I'm, I'm blessed enough that, that you know that I run that long. But um, your name is definitely on the list, and it's perfect that you you know saying we linked and you know you you reached out and I was like, word, that's perfect because you just dropped a brand new project. So uh, you know this pod will be dropping right now. We talking on Sunday. This pod will be out tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be like that. People will get to hear about the new uh, get to hear about the new project if they're not already up on it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's. I do definitely want to ask about the name change because I have a feeling I know why, but I just want to hear from you. So why why go from our road to Rome now? Yo, that's a great question, bro. Um, you know, for me, man, like I did music for a minute. You know what I'm saying I've been recording for a minute. Um, originally went by our road and shit. You know what I'm saying uh, for those that don't know what my name originated from came from uh, the movie Negotiator, bro. Back in uh, like '99, '98, Samuel Jackson. You know what I'm saying? I just watched it's, that movie the other night. Say word. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, so word or everything. That, that shit was hard, right? My nigga handled business, mm-hmm. right? True, it so did. Boom. So boom, this was like back in, like back in the day, bro. Like I was just starting to MC, like late '90s, early 2000s. I was going by ID, Ice Down. You know what I'm saying? Little young nigga with the all the fake jewelry and all that shit, still trying to find my way. Head fucked up. So I was like, yo, Ice Down. Nah, this ain't the way, bro. I need fucking new rap name bro so boom i saw the movie i was like yo danny rome i was like nah i'm gonna cut the danny out i'm gonna fuck with rome and go by rome so boom so rome i kind of shortened it to ro because like man this there's a lot of fucking roms in the game bro or at least some niggas that's around you know what i'm saying rome's kind of a common name so boom going by ro released a few projects under that name did everything under that name and i took a little i say a hiatus bro you know what i'm saying like I was still recording this shit, but I wasn't putting out projects, going through some real life shit, bro. Just living life, feel me? So, you know, 
had to get back right, get the mental back right, get everything in order. So when I came back out, I'm like, yo, R.O.? I was like, nah, bro. Everybody called me Rome. It's like even the fan called me Rome. So boom, still riding with that. And it's like, yo, Rome Mallory. You know what I'm saying? My, my last name's Mallory. You know what I'm saying? That's the fame and all that. And it's like, yeah. even before, like, the joints I was doing, I was telling stories. But now it's like I got a new purpose, a clearer purpose in terms of, like, getting older, experiencing life. And there's a lot of stories, bro, that need to be told. You know what I'm saying? It's like from people who passed on and, and even people who don't got the platform to tell these stories and the lessons from them. So I was like, yo, it's, it's going to be Ron Mallory. You feel me? So, so that's kind of what type of time I'm on right now. Because I was I was um I was looking and I was on um <clears throat> I was on Spotify and I was looking and I was like, hold up, I know for a fact that I got a I got a album from some from bro that's not on here. Like I know for a fact I have one that I have an album from him that's not on here. Um because I bought it from you at a show, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So um like as far as that old the older music that you did that that's not on streaming right now do you have a plan to bring that to streaming at some point or is it just kind of like that's in the vault and it, like if you know me you got it or if you know somebody that got it you got it but that's just like one of those underground legendary things that's gonna circle the way it circles i know i know a lot of cats is like that they're like yeah that's never going on streaming like whoever got it just got it <laughs> yeah no nah, that's dope that's a, I, I love that question bro you you're true head and i appreciate that question dog like the project I put out, Protect the Inner Peace, this is my 10th project, you know what I'm saying? 10th right. album. So, you know, mind you, I got like a few on streaming. I got Into the Light that came out two years ago. I got There's Only a Few of Us Left. That's an EP that came out last year. You know what I'm saying? So really, two of the, and, and I got the Best Of tape. Shout out the Best Of tape. And that's kind of like, it's like a few joints. That's back in 19. So there's a lot of music that I got. Um, in terms of putting it out, bro, it's like, I'll be real. Some of it's on banking, you know what I'm saying? For, for the cast, yeah. it's like super fans and like they're really tapped in and they digging in the crates, you know, you could roam eight, four or five on bank camp, some older joints, some classic joints. Like you say, you popped a mixtape back in the day and I had them in the hood and had them online. Bro, I had music on that piff, you know what I'm saying? Like, so oh, in terms man, of yeah, like the, the crazy thing though, we got to, um, um like the, the 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 thing the thing for me was i appreciate that because yeah i did i do i have been on your band camp numerous times i, I copped a couple joints off of there and um the dope part is that an artist such as yourself who who, who was using who's utilizing all of the tools at your disposal right now at the present moment um that's it's gonna bring people back to that and the people who are real fans who actually buy music will be the ones to go to band camp and actually support the movement because I don't think they realize how little we actually make from them streaming. Um, um, yeah. then they realize, yeah. you know, what I'm saying they don't understand that like, you you can play my song ten thousand times and I probably won't make as much. I definitely won't make as much as I, I'll make from you buying it from me once. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely bro. Absolutely. I mean, you know, cast can purchase off of iTunes. That's love. You know what I'm saying? But like right. you said, bro, we get like what less than a petty for a stream. So. But for me, you already know, and I'm pr obviously for you too, it's never been about the money with us. It's more about the message. Um, in terms of in terms of me bringing them old joints back, nah, man, y'all gonna have to dig in the crates. I got some joint on, some shit on SoundCloud, a lot of shit on SoundCloud. I got like a couple projects on there, Bandcamp. But you know, just we just riding the new energy going forward, man. And it's kind of a full circle moment, bro, like you said, cause it's like, 
we veterans in the game, bro. And, you know, young OG type shit. I say that just in terms of like, we was doing music. And by that, I mean, shows, videos, albums before this era, bro. We was doing this before, before, you know what I'm saying? Instagram was really like that. And, you know, distro kid where you could put all your shit in all different streaming sites. It's like, it was just different. You know what I'm saying? So back in the day, it was like, you know, I got to try to get my joint on radio to blow. Oh, you know, I got to sign the major deal to blow. And it's like, now you cut the middleman out, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's super dope, bro. Just to, to survive every era and to flourish in every era. You know, like we said, the, the era we in now, just utilize these tools, bro, and just touch the people directly. You feel me? So Thanks. that's what I think. I, I think the clearest indication I got of that was a, a, a brother that I, I made music with when I was in college, my freshman year in college. Um, he hit me. He was like, bro, um, I heard, you know, he heard the joint me and either Mad Assassin did the Carter and Newton, the Carter and Newman project. And then he was like, yo, so I gave him a, I sent him the little sneaky link to check out Shoe Stars too. You know what I'm saying? Because he was my first producer, like my first actual producer. I was like, man, just, you know, tell me what you think. Where am I at? And he was like, you got to be the only person I know that regardless of how long you've been doing this, you only seem to get better. Like everything just gets better every time. Like he was like, um, you've always been a good rapper. He said, but right. your songwriting, your beat picking, like everything's gotten better every single time. He was like, and, and he was like, it's a, a lot of people who can't do that. Like over time, they, they like they reach a peak and then, Everything kind of goes downhill from there. He's like, but a person that really love it, you can see the progression just continue. And for you, I can honestly say I always thought you were dope from the very first time I heard you. And I, and like for me, that's hard because I'm hard on rappers. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, yo, no I gotta hear something. You know what I'm saying? And the very first time I heard you, I was like, yo, hold up, who is he? Yeah. Yo, that's dope. Um, <laughs> so you know, no. like, and I can appreciate that I've seen you grow so much as an artist in the time that I've known you, um, to where you are now. Like when I was listening to Protect Your Inner Peace, bro, I was like, "What the fuck, yo, bro?" Is really, <laughs> bro, really yeah. on your shit right now? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I want if to, if it's okay, I want to get into a couple of tracks on the album just to kind of get your get your imp- yeah, get some, yo. some input from you about like what the what the record, where you were at when you made the record. You know, what I'm saying what what the overall scope of the song was now my personal favorite right now and that's just off of okay. uh two of my personal favorites right now um uh yeah. the greatest crime never filmed um uh, mm. that's dope um uh, like my body can't like my yeah oh <laughs> yeah bro I'm, I'm saying you you really you really okay but let's start with make the darkness bright let's start with that make the darkness Man. bright Man, yeah, man, yeah, man, you <laughs> said a whole thing. lot, bro. And yo, to, to kind of like go back a little bit, it's like you made a great point, bro. And I agree with you. I feel like a lot of artists they come out, they reach their peak, and they decline. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I could really speak for myself, and even you spoke to it in terms of like me coming in and just getting better, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Just as an overall artist, and, and shout out to you just having that perspective, bro. And, you know, being able to have that journey with me, you know, I could say the same for you, fam. Like, you've been solid since day one, bro. So it's like you was never trash, not even mediocre. You always been like an elite MC, bro. And it's like just to see you still doing it at a high level and getting better. I salute you, bro. Like, I give niggas they flowers, feel me? But, but um, nah, bro. In terms of like that joint, the joints on the album, I absolutely we get into it, man. Um, that one joint, make the darkness bright, man. That. That's a powerful joint, bro. In terms of, yes. um, man, that's a powerful joint. I was, uh, 
getting some feedback on that joint today from a lot of cats because I was like, yo, when I made this joint, I'm like, yo, cats is really gonna, they're gonna react to it. You know, it's it's so deep. It's so deep. There's so many lines in there. Um, the way it resonates with me, it's like, you know, there's a million rappers doing it, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is my story. And another thing for me, it was like Kendrick Lamar, my nigga. He ain't dropping like five years, my biggest rapper on the planet. You know what I'm saying? And I had my release date like before Kendrick even dropped, said his shit. So boom, I said my release date. Then Kendrick said his shit a few days before mine. And most niggas are like, fuck, bro. I got to move my shit. I got to bump it up. I'm like, nah, fuck that, bro. The people who ride it with me, they ride it with me. But I say that to say this. It's the point I'm trying to make is that can't nobody tell your story better than you. You know what I'm saying? So on make the make the uh, darkness bright. I'm telling my story, bro. Can't nobody tell that better than me. But in terms of like, you feel me? Because it's like everybody got their own shit, bro. This is my shit. But you know, there's a lot of lines in there that stick out. Um, just what I said, I said maybe I made all roads just to numb David's pain. That. That's like one of the realest lines I've said in my whole career, in my opinion, bro. It's like the music is so therapeutic, you know, like I grew up on pop. Pop was real therapeutic for me. You know what I'm saying? Like when niggas is going through some shit, you feeling feeling good, you feeling bad, you throw some pop on. It's, it's emotional in a good way. It's therapeutic. And, you know, for me, you know what I'm saying? Well, my music is therapeutic, bro. Like I'm talking about a lot, a lot of personal shit and, you know, good, bad, the ugly, my experiences, experiences from people I see, people who transition. So it's like, you know, the, the music, it really helped the brother out, bro. And it's like, maybe, maybe I made Rome Mallory, maybe I made Aro to be, you know what I'm saying, to to help David out, the, the, the person, as opposed to the artist. Because, you know, we one and the same, but at the same time, we separate, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm sure you could speak on that as well, but you know, just that's one aspect of it. Um, another aspect is like, you know, my music is priceless, even if it never blows. It's like, bro, it's like what we doing is so important, man. It's it, it's really an audio time capsule. That's a phrase I use in the song as well. It's like, yes. we are, we're capturing our life and times in, in these songs, bro. And another line in the song, I said, dead and gone, these songs outlive us all. It's like, when we gone, when I'm gone, you know, like my grandsons, my grandkids, they could play, watch these videos, play these songs. And it's like, I'm painting a picture for them for, for what it was like for me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, because, bro, imagine if, like, our ancestors, and, and mind you, there's some that have done it, but in terms of your lineage, imagine if, like, your grandfather rapped, bro, and he had a, a fucking fire album, like, catalog, and you listen to it, and it's personal, and he's talking about, his life and it's like damn like you, you know him on a different level it's kind of cinematic in a sense so you know make the darkness bright bro that, that's a powerful song i love it people have been showing love it's it's a uh, man it's a powerful joint bro there was some, honestly there was, there was some things i was gonna to add to it just uh -huh. in terms oh. of like honestly like i was gonna add like a, a little nipsey quote i was gonna add like some thunder and lightning and shit but you know what i'm saying like i put it out the way it is but yeah that's one of them joints bro for real for real and I think not only is it one of them joints, like one of the one of the, the dopest things about the album, and you just said it, is like I and I, I think about it sometimes because people used to always say, um, uh, what they used to tell tell us in the 90s when we, you know when I first started making records, um, they was like, yo, don't say the year, don't do da da da. 
nah, like, because you never know this record might not take off for, for two years and you don't want it to be dated by when you did it, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay. But as, I, as I've gotten older, I realized, like, at this juncture, it ain't about that no more. Like, that was cool when I was 19, you know what I'm saying? But now that I'm, now, now that I'm grown, like, it's different. So now it's like, okay, I'm an adult now. It doesn't matter if you know when I did it. Like, realistically speaking, I want this to chronicle the way things happen and the way I saw things happening. And you can go back 20 years from now and look this year up on the internet or whatever and then gauge that by what you hear in the music and, and see who was talking about real shit and who was just out here blowing smoke, you know what I'm saying? Um, and for me, this album, if a person want to know what it was like freshly coming out of the pandemic, still being Black in America and, and realizing a lot of things about yourself because we've been closed off from everybody else for so long. You've had time to do that, that, that personal inventory. And now these things that you know about yourself, you're able to put them on display and show people, Hey, guess what? I figured out about myself while y'all was busy crying about wearing a mask and being stuck in the house. I was doing my homework and this is That's... what I found out. You know what I'm saying? That's what this album feels like to me. So I'm like, yo, bro, this is crazy. Like, I hear so many people coming fresh out of the pandemic and, and coming straight back out in the party mode. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Because right. we've been cooped up for a while, so I get the energy. But at the right. same time, like, what of substance did you gain from this time that we had to be separated from each other? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yo, that's a great point, bro. You hit the nail on the head, fam. A lot of protected inner peace was written and recorded around the George Floyd era when I was still fresh, the pandemic, you know, 2020 little bit last year, you know what I'm saying? But the heart of it was during the pandemic. And, you know, it's, I look back on it, bro. It's like, you know, as a people, it was a, it was a shift, man, just seeing that brother transition the way he did. And, you know, everybody was united. And the thing was, it's like, we didn't have the everyday distractions to keep us from it. It was right there in our face, bro. And it's like, we had no choice but to react. Everybody, because everybody's in their house. And it's like, on top of that, all the other, you know, police brutality and everything it's just it's always been there but you know what i'm trying to say is they shift the light on it just in terms of that year with the pandemic so it's like bro like i had to reflect that in the music of course i was moved but at the same time to be honest i was on that type of time even before george Floyd, bro exactly. i know you was and i know you was too so oh man okay and take okay so this is what i'm gonna do we did make the darkness bright i'm gonna just throw out a couple of titles of, of records that I really fuck with. We ain't even gonna necessarily go with the ones I named off the rip, but I'm gonna name a couple of records. I just want you to kind of give me, give me some insight into where you were when you wrote it and, and what the, the overall theme of that particular record is in the scope of the album. And that way, when people go in and they listen, I feel like uh, it's gonna give them an opportunity to really be able to embrace the music the way they're supposed to. There's, there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, try to uplift about, try to unite and change, bro, as a people. So, you know, my music is, uh, you know, kind of a soundtrack to that. And I try to spark people's thoughts and emotions through the songs, too, because like you said, everybody came out party mode. Of course, bro, we've been in the house, but it's like, you know, I'm I'm not in the club seven days a week, man. It's like they, they try to they try to belittle the art, man, the music. And it's like it's as time goes on, it's like even the new artists that come out, Mind you, there's some of them that still carry the torch just in terms of the art aspect and the master of ceremony, the, the essence aspect, the bars aspect. But it's like, you know, let's keep it real, bro. It's, right. it's starting to, it's not the same and it's starting to fade. So it's like, you know, it's up to cast to me and you, you know, even the other cast too, like, to, you know, 
carry on that cadence of emceeing and, and you know, just the, the students of the icons we came up with, just the, you know, they lived through us, you know what I'm saying? So that's the type of time niggas was on, feel me? Now I'm gonna tell you some funny shit and, and you're gonna laugh because with that segment right there that just occurred is gonna sound so crazy because for a minute your audio went out completely and I asked the question, but you couldn't hear me either. So when your voice came back in, you started talking and it, like what you what you were saying was absolutely dope, but it was totally not in response to the question I asked. So I was like, okay, this is dope. I'm gonna just let them finish, but I'm gonna let them know what happened because I'm like, I know when people listen, they're gonna be like, wait, that's not what he asked. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Damn, shout out this Wi-Fi, man. Yeah, I feel it, right? Hey, it be like that sometime, and that's the and that's the whole messed up thing about having to do this shit long range. I really wish that I could just hop a plane and come to Carolina and sit down with cats. I need to come back anyway and see my parents, but like. Um, oh no, nah, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. I take a trip out there. And that's right. No oh man, that'll be dope. I've been trying to get cats to come out here for the longest, man. You don't even the whole six years I've been out here. I've been telling cats, hey man, just come out here, bro. Like I, I set you up a show or something. Like whatever I got to do to get you out, here, just come on. You know what I'm saying? But um, oh word. yo, so every so boom, everybody hearing this, my nigga Seven about to get Ron Mallory a show out there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so boom, we gonna make it do what it do, man. Now I was I was saying one thing, but I want to go back to something else that you said because it makes me, it, it puts me in, uh, it brings me back to a conversation I had with somebody one time. Uh, you were talking about Kendra's release date and your release date being so close together, and people being like, "Oh man, like maybe you should, maybe you should move your date because of Kendrick." When in all right. actuality, I think the the problem is that people are making the mistake of assuming that we are actually competing with mainstream artists when that's not what we're doing. Um, mm. So uh, I had, the conversation I had before was, you know, my guy was like, I think my album was dropping the same day as uh, Elzai. Uh, I mean, he's not a mainstream artist, but he's a, he's an underground artist who's, who's just more popular than, than I am. Right. <laughs> and then uh, right. there was, but there was a mainstream artist. I can't remember who it was dropping the same day as well. And they were like, are you worried about your project getting buried under all of that? And I was like, well, nah, because the reality of the matter is that mainstream album is dropping. The people that listen to me probably aren't going to listen to that. If they like me, point. chances are they don't like that. And then yeah. I said, Elzai, that, you know, that is what it is. Like, but it's a good chance that my record may lead them to Elzai record or Elzai record may lead them to mine. So like, I don't take that as a loss. I don't really see that as a, as something that would cause me to change my date. But in terms of competition, because regardless of how enlightened we are, how many jewels we drop, this is right. still hip. This is still hip hop and it's still a blood sport. It's still competitive. So right. how do you look at, um, say like, uh, when you when you get ready to pick your date to put your album out, do you even bother doing the research to see who's coming out around the same time, or do you just kind of say, "Hey, I'm going, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and it, it is what it is." Like I don't really care who's there. Like I know who I am. You know what I'm saying, bro? Bro, let me tell you, man. I can't find a fuck to give in the world, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I can't find a fuck to give in the world. I'll give a fuck if Jay Z is dropping with a feature from Jesus Christ and Pop, nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm dropping, nigga. Like, straight up. I mean, because it's like, like I said, bro, can't nobody tell your story better than you. If they tapped into you, they support you and what you represent, they're going to tap in, bro. It's not like the whole 24 hours in a day, they listening to Kendrick all day. Like, nah, like they want to hear some variety. You know what I'm saying? So why not? And that's another point, too, bro. It's like, it's interesting, even as a, a, a perspective and a mindset as a people, it's like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to drop on this man's day because it's going to stop my shine. And it's like, you know, 
and I get your point in terms of competition with MC, and I agree absolutely. But it's like you know, somebody else's success doesn't affect my success. Like as a people, we both could be successful. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and and like I said, bro, in terms of MC, like yeah, you want to be number one, and absolutely, every fucking rapper should think I'm the best in the world. I'm the best ever. Like and wholeheartedly believe that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not mad at that. But at the same time, it is somewhat of a, a crabs in a bucket mentality where it's like, you know, you know, this man is successful, so I got to bring him down or this and that so I could be successful. It's like, nah, we go all shine, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really like that, if you really like that, you're going to shine. You know what I'm saying? If you're not like Thanks. that, you're going to hate and you're going to dimmer and niggas ain't going to be fucking with you anyway. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that man's success does not predetermine my failure. <laughs> we can both exactly. win. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It ain't like not like the Olympics. Like it ain't just one gold medalist. You know what I'm saying? Like it, and the, the the good thing about music is because it's such a subjective art form, we can all be gold medalists. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just a it's a it's a perspective thing. A gold medal for an independent artist compared to a gold medal for a mainstream artist may be two totally different things. But they're still gold medals, regardless of how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Kendrick's gold medal may be platinum, a platinum record. My gold medal may be, you know, chopping the number of albums that I sold my first day or first week out the last time. Or, you know what I'm saying, getting more streams than I ever got before. Or yep. you know what I'm saying? That may be my gold medal. You know what I'm saying? And it may not, and it may be peanuts compared to what he sells or what he streams, but it's a win for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the most important thing. So I think um, Compete with yourself, you never lose, brother. Facts, that part. Right. No, the question I was asking when the audio went out, I was going to say, I, I was going to go with just my favorite ones, but I don't think I'm going to do that because there's a couple of other ones that I actually want. So I'm going to just throw out some random names of tracks on the album. And I just want you to give me a brief synopsis of kind of where you were, you know, what, what it means in the scope of the whole album and, and kind of, you know, what that song actually means. Standalone. Well, I guess, yeah, what it means standing alone and what it means in the context of the album. So Absolutely. Uh, let's go with uh, Cyphers on Academy. <laughs> ah, yes, 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 yes. I'm the first one. That's the first joint my nigga gonna ask about Cyphers on fucking Academy. Oh my god, man. Yo, here's the thing, bro. Like, I love that song, bro. It's like when I came in the game, being from Poughkeepsie, New York, shout out the whole A45, man. Shout out my day ones. It's like, bro, that's that's where I sharpen my sword, bro. That's why I pay dues, you know, ciphers, battles, shows recording like fucking living it man loving that shit you know what i'm saying so cyphers on academy it's the title itself is self-explanatory i say that to say this it's like boom me and my niggas will go to academy street get a haircut at new tribe and shit you know what i'm saying right next door they had the studio I called it the studio because it was like a store in a studio so boom we go up in there first time we go up in there bro it's like we hungry, we young niggas, we don't got nowhere to record that. We've been recording that niggas' cribs bullshit. So this is like the first the fucking official studio. It's like, yo, this shit glowing right now, nigga. This shit like Wizard of Oz, niggas. But boom, we go up in there and it's like, yo, bro, what's good? We trying to get some time. He's like, where? She said, what you got? I said, oh, nigga, boom. I gave this nigga like four bars, bro. He said, oh, he said, nah, you nice. Let's go record right now. So, you know, so that was off Academy Street. You know what I'm saying? So. And we used to cipher on Academy Street. So Cypher's on Academy is kind of a full circle moment. And even the song itself, I'm giving niggas bars. The energy on there, it's like, it's that cadence from, from you know, the golden era in terms of New York shit, in terms of niggas really emceeing before niggas was on the drill shit. But 
back when New York was New York. And mind you, now nah, New York is still New York. You know what I mean? Shout out Griselda. Shout out. There's a lot of niggas that's bringing that cadence, but Cypher's on Academy, bro. It's like, for me as an artist, I was bringing the full circle. You know what I'm saying? And my nigga no. Double O, my nigga Double O, he was like, yo, bro, he, he's always fucking bugging me and shit. Like, yo, nigga. You got all these songs for the ladies, all the deep thing. It's like, nigga, let me let me get some screw face shit. Let me get some shit I could fucking play in the walk, nigga. So I'm like, yo, say less. Boom. So, so, so oh, that, so, so that, that's, that's just for the song itself. In terms of the full scope of the whole project, I didn't have a song like that for the whole project where I was just going off with bars. Like, my nigga wants me to do like a whole tape. He want me to do a mixtape over promotional beats. Me and this me and this nigga argue about this shit every time, bro. Cause it's like I'm torn. It's like, yeah, niggas want to hear that, but at the same time, it's like, bro, I'd rather make a fucking album, my nigga. But he's like, nah, yeah. bro, you gotta give niggas fucking 60 bars of fucking crazy shit. So so that joint was kind of for him in terms of the whole album. It's like I needed that cadence, bro. You know what I'm saying? Every most of my projects have a joint like that. So so that's what it was like, feel me? I feel it. I feel it. And again, and it give you an opportunity to show people. Um, like and, and sometimes I do that in a show because sometimes that shows I do straight, straight barbarian shit. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll be like, but yo, don't get it fucked up. And I'll turn the music off and do like some some thought-provoking deep shit, a cappella, you know what I'm saying, at the show, just to let them know, hey, look, don't get it confused. Yeah, I be talking shit and I got bars and all that, but like I be I be on other I be on some other shit. Like this is what I'm giving y'all at the show because this is what I want. Cause I know that y'all like being excited, so I'm gonna give you some shit to excite you. But just know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm giving you these snacks, but just know it's a whole ass plate over here waiting for you. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, that's real shit. So okay, so let me see. Oh, oh, I know, I know exactly. Uh -oh. Black Mona Lisa. Whew. Black Mona Lisa. Yes, sir. I love that joint. I love that joint, man. So, man, that song is deep, bro. Um, yo, I, for me, it's like. A lot of different situations, man, with uh with women, just in terms of experiences, like, you know, you with somebody, then, you know, you break up, you're not with them, you got that phase of like, are we gonna, are we gonna make this work? Or is this a wrap? You know what I'm saying? And I think every relationship kind of goes through that, if we want to admit it or not. Because it's like, if you with somebody for X amount of time, it's like, you've built up so much, you've built so much of a you know emotional support and love and been through shit and it's like man you know this some day one shit so it's like there's that loyalty on the flip side to it you know sometimes we get blindsided by that and that's kind of used as a a crutch to overlook some things that you know could be deal breakers potentially so it's right. like you know kind of yeah you kind of torn in the middle so should I stay should I go so you know I'm kind of I'm speaking on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's deep. What I said, I said, I saw you on the ground with what's his name? Cupid need better super lane. Cupid needs better aim. Nigga, what? <laughs> I don't know. Bro, I don't know about you. For me, and, and love, and love to everybody. But for me, I get a kick out of, you know, I see, you know, Joy I used to deal with, you know, she, she got, she moved on rightfully so. And the nigga is square, right? And I, that might sound like some hate and shit, but I don't give a fuck, nigga. It's whatever. I was just keeping it nah. going for what it is. But yeah. it's just it's just funny to me. It's humbling to me. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to Especially if they left on some uh, on some on some 
especially if they left on some on the way out the door, they talking real greasy to you about exactly. about the type of, about the about the about the type of type of time you on. And I'm like, oh, so the reason why you feel some type of way about the type of time I'm on, because you really wanted a point dexter. You you just thought you wanted a savage, but you wanted point dexter. All right, I got you, no doubt. Yeah, enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy yeah, that, man. <laughs> yeah, enjoy, enjoy that. Super lame. Yeah, you know what what oh, that's wise. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> but but now, nah, but now, nah, bro. Like in terms of like the full scope of the whole album, like to me, that song gives me like common the light vibes. It gives me like I'm, ta- yeah. I'm talking to the I'm talking to the queens like in a different type of way, bro. It's not like I'm telling them to get your eagle on, shake your ass. Like now, nah, I'm building with them. It's like you know, there's some. There's some generational trauma being addressed in there. It's like, why you keep bleeding on people that didn't cut you? Like that, just that one line alone is a whole conversation piece. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I've, I've had conversations with multiple people just about, you know, trauma, how they project it, if they heal from it, lack of. And it's like, what I said, I said the pain made us. It's, you know, it's just so deep, bro. Like that whole joint, like I might, I'm gonna have to do like a song by song breakdown on another piece. Cause it's it's really like these bars, bro. It's so much real life shit goes into them. You know what I'm saying? And, and they can hear. No, I'm gonna it. tell you. A, you. Feel me? Um, yeah, I feel like that. What you just said is dope. Like what I what I've been doing the last couple projects. I mean, especially like my shorter project, like a long project, like the, the album Here I Am. I did. I probably I wouldn't do it for that because it just takes so long. But like for the shorter projects, K4G 1.5, and I'm also gonna do it for Shoot Stars too. I released little videos on YouTube talking about each record. Um, and I, I think that might be a good idea, especially for this project, for you to do that. You know what I'm saying? Let me drop one a week or, you know, one, maybe two no a week just because you, you got a decent number of songs. You could do one a week that, you know, stretch it a little longer and give people time to engage with it. But like, um, I think I think it would be dope because realistically speaking, just and even me being an MC listening to this album, I know that I'm going to have to dive back in a couple more times just to just to fully feel like I digested it properly. You know what I'm saying? But um, just going off uh, off the initial listen, I was just like, wow. This shit's wild, yo. Yo, Rome wants some shit. I'm fucking with it, like, um, yeah. I, like, yeah. it's to me, it's nothing better than knowing that I've seen somebody at a point and I thought they were dope, and then I don't, you know, what I'm saying I don't hear them for a minute, or I get caught up in in the wave and I'm running for a minute, and then I stop and I'm able to like really stop and listen to some shit, and I'm like, oh, damn, I know he was dope before. I could totally see that, like, he ain't take, you know, he wasn't resting on his laurels in that in that one position where people say, yo, you're dope. He was like, yeah, I'm dope, but I can get doper, watch. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I love to see that. So that, that lets me know, I mean, just your, your output and, and the way that your songs are constructed put, put your work ethic on front, on front easily. Because yeah, a person who doesn't have the work ethic can't write this. Yeah, you know, you're right, bro. It's, if people really knew the process for me, like, just the whole creative process, even writing a song and everything that go into making a project, it's like they'll have their jaw drop, bro. It's, it's a lot of work. It's, and it's all fun, too. Like, I love it, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love this shit, man. But, um, man, you said something earlier I wanted to touch on. Damn, what'd you say? I can't even think of what you said, bro. But you said something I wanted to touch on. But it's all good, though, man. It's all oh, good. Man. I got I got to ask about one more. And it's got to be one of my joys. So I'm, I'm going to ask the greatest crime never fit. Man, look. Ooh. That title alone. Yeah. The title alone made me say, hold up, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the title alone is like, yo, you got to press play on that one. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. yo, I, 
hear this. So I was like, I'm not going to skip to it. I'm just going to wait and let it play in the order it's supposed to play in. But I know that once Cyphers on Academy ends, I know it's coming. So like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was I was waiting. So then when it, when it hit, I was just like, whoa. So I mean, if you can, just give me a little, a little something about it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people who haven't heard the album, I won't say too much, but it's an interlude, right? So, you know, it's, it's something I came across online and peace to the sister, man, that was speaking, bro. It, her words were just so surgical, man. It resonated so much, bro. And it's like, when I heard that, I was like, yo, the world needs to hear this, bro. Like anybody who's ever pressed play on my shit, it's like, they need they need to hear what this sister's talking about, bro. And like, when I heard it, it, it really moved me, man. Cause I agree a hundred percent. It truly was the greatest crime never filmed, bro. And you know, and I, and I don't say that in terms of like a a bragging perspective, right? It's, it's just in terms of like facts for what it is. And you know, when you listen to it, and even the title, you know, what I mean, it, it just it just hits different, bro. And it puts you in a different mindset because it's like we're so removed from certain things, bro. And it's like sometimes, not that you need to be reminded, but when you are reminded it shifts the consciousness, it shifts the mindset, it shifts your actions, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's that's one of them joints that's like, you press play, it's like, it's going to make you think, bro. That was the purpose of that, feel me? So, no doubt. Oh, man. Yo, bro, look. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this, and I ask it, I only ask it really of artists who have more conscious content. Like, a lot of times I don't ask other people, even though I feel like, realistically speaking they should probably be the ones i asked this question but yeah. um i just wonder because i know what what my answer to this was probably 12 years ago and what my answer is now so right the question would be would be with like judging from the content just from the content especially that i've heard from you in the last say two two to two to three years um right. do you feel with the current climate of society that you have a responsibility to speak on things or, the, or do you feel any added pressure to, to 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 speak on what's going on globally in society at the moment or is it just kind of a natural progression as you've grown older i mean you already touched on it before but i mean like to do it to the magnitude that you do it now like that was that it i'm pretty sure that wasn't necessarily pressure so to speak that's probably the wrong word but do you feel that you have a responsibility as an mc as a black man uh, to speak on these things, or is it just did it just kind of organically turn into that? Yo, I, I love that question, bro. I love that perspective, man. And side note, I got a song that's not released called "Fight for the Future." It's fucking dope. I don't know why I didn't put it on the album, but the greatest crime never filmed was supposed to be the 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 interlude before that song. I might have to send it to you after the the, the cast, the podcast. But uh, anyway, man. Um, yo, man, it's like for me, bro. Like growing older. It's like, it's, it's so dope, man, because it's like, you know, you think in your 20s, bro, it's like, you know, you're just learning, you know, you fresh out of college, high school, and even being a black man, bro, it's like a lot of us, you know, we're still not developed mentally, you know what I'm saying? We're still learning, we're still paying dues. It's like growing older, you experience so much, you know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, racially, you know, it's, it's so deep, man. It's, as a black man, it's like, there's so much things that we experience that only we really understand. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nobody's looking for no fucking pity party. End of the day, I'm a fucking man. I handle my business. We don't want no, no handouts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we built for this. But it's like, you know, I feel like the black man's always on defense. 
I say that to say this, the black man's on defense from police. Black man's on defense from his job. It's trying to, you think about a, you're nine to five, you know, from my experiences, a lot of the higher up you go in management is less people of color. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a fact. So that that's that's defense. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, you stuck at a, a base level, a worker level. So it's like, if I'm on offense, I'm winning. I'm getting promotions, I'm getting money. And I'm not saying it's impossible to do that as a black man or as a crutch, but it's like that that's another example of defense. So boom, you got that. Sometimes with the sisters, bro. Sometimes you're on defense with the sisters for whatever reason. A lot of times, you know, it's, it's shit that you fucking did. Niggas fucked up. Boom. She gonna check your ass. So a lot of times, you know, it's, you, you didn't even fuck up. It's just what she projects for whatever reason. And just society, bro. And it's like, man, it, it's, it's deep, bro. So just growing old, it's like, I do have a responsibility to speak on those things. It, it's not oppression. It's like, I want to give a perspective out there of like a black man that's you know not the typical shit bro it's like you know not the typical stereotype you know what i'm saying for cassis you know single fathers you know working trying to handle business trying to come up trying to make sense of the world trying to do right you know what i'm saying amongst all the the things that they deal with so i got a responsibility to speak on this perspective bro for black men and even the sisters bro like shout out that joint baby keep your head up too Peace yes. to the sisters. I mean, that's one of the joints. Shout out to Backwood Sweetie, fucking Fireverse. But um, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy, bro. So yeah, I do got a responsibility to build on it. And getting older, bro, you just get more in tune with the knowledge. You learn more. Like I'm still learning, bro. It's like who's to say down the road, you know, my music evolve even more. There's a lot of things that I've learned recently that I didn't know a few years ago, and it's like it just changed my perspective, bro. It's like if I could. Reach one, teach one, you know what I'm saying? Drop a gem in the music. You know, niggas start looking shit up or start moving a little different. Like no I doubt. had a bar. I was like, shh, nigga, how do you shoot your brother, but you won't shoot a racist? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm not I'm not promoting violence. I'm all for non-violence and shit, but at the same time, if you make a try, you gotta do what you gotta do. Self-defense ain't violence. Yeah. Self-defense yeah. ain't violence. And that's and that's something that we that we press. I mean, you know, I ain't gonna get into to, to, to all of that right now, but like, um, that's something that we press, you know what I'm saying, to the, to the community when we talk to them, like, yo, if, if 12 roll on you and they, they being abusive, defending yourself is not violence. You're not assaulting that officer. If you're defending yourself, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're creating uh, an equal, uh, equal conversation. And um, I, I remember Malcolm X said it, and I, I always, I've lived by this my entire life since I, since I, I've read these words from him. He was like, you you can't say that I'm violent. He was like, because, you know, America's violent. He said that in, in order for us to solve these problems, we're going to have to have some hard conversations. And in order to have an effective conversation with a person, you have to be speaking the same language. You can't speak to a Chinese person in Arabic and expect them to understand you. Absolutely. So you can't speak to a violent racist in passive, in passive terms and expect them to understand your point. Sometimes you have to punch them in the mouth. That's just what it yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, uh, I, I definitely respect your answer, brother. And I'm pretty much in the same place. Like the, the, the dope part about it is what I've learned over time is I'm able to take the message and encapsulate it in something that don't sound like a message. And then Damn. somebody, then they fuck around and be like, wait, hold up. What he, he just said, yeah. In, in the middle of all that other stuff that you thought was real entertaining and fly. Cause I was being crazy with the words. I still said this, cause that's what I really needed you to get out of that. Um, 
Matter of fact, it's a song called Laced Up on my on my new album that's about to come out on the on, on the 18th, ladies and gentlemen, on the 18th. Shooting stars too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I said, um, it, and it's a song where I'm doing like of course everybody who knows me knows my bass style of rhyming. Um, but I we don't but you know, every now and then I switch it up. So like uh this is one of them times when I switched it up and it was more choppy, it was more choppy. And I said, um, back in the tenements. Uh, we thought we lived to forever. I guess that was adrenaline. We was envisioning millions, no threat of imprisonment. Golly, was scribing each scheme as a pyramid. And I'm like, look, man, you got to understand what I'm saying to you. Back in the tenements, we thought we lived to forever. When we was kids growing up in the projects, we thought we was going to live forever. I mean, like, yeah. we thought we thought all we got to do is make it to 21, and we're going to live forever after that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even though we're seeing people die around us left and right, but when you're young, you think you're invincible. You know what all I'm right. saying? So... And I, and I was speaking to that youthful invincibility that we felt. But but later on in the song, I make it plain that, hey, that invincibility that we felt, we realized it was a joke because we because because when I look around, it was 10 of us and there's only three of us left. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, and, I, and three of us left, like six. Of, and out of the and out of the seven out of that 10 that's gone, six of them dead. The other one's doing football numbers. So like, Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, so the reality of our lives as we grow older starts to become more prevalent in the music, and it starts being less about being witty and trying to be trying to out punchline or out bar the next person, and, it's, and it starts turning into more of a, hey, yeah, I can still do that, but the reality is, I owe you more than that. If you actually paid to listen to this, or you paid for Spotify, so you can come stream this uh, project, I owe right. you more than just for you to see me do lyrical acrobatics all over the track. I owe you more than that. Your money that's and a, your time are worth more than that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's the thing too, bro. Like, especially if I'm listening to an album, bro. And that, that's why I love to make albums, man, as opposed to just like singles and mixtapes. And it's like, you know, you, you could really paint a picture, man, and, and leave an impression on somebody. Because to me, it's truly a work of art, a piece of art. And it's like, you know, yes. whatever, whatever you want to get across, it's like, you know, it's going to resonate. And like you said, bro, it's like punchlines and the lyrical acrobatics is cool, but it's like, we grown, bro. It's like, I don't want to hear 12 tracks of that. And if I do, it's probably not going to have a lot of replay value. It's like, as a grown man, it's like, I want to hear things that are prevalent to my situation. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all sad and negative and all the shit we going through. Nah, bro, it's a lot of good times and a lot of uplifting things that, you know, a lot of generational curses that we broke and, and just enjoying life, man. Just having fun and being a light inspiring people you know what i'm saying so that's what it's about bro just growing older and just spreading love and knowledge bro you feel me so okay so now i'm gonna ask you another question i ask a lot of cats I, and, and it's gonna be dope to get your response because you're not from north carolina so that that yeah. actually makes it even better because i asked uh, i generally ask okay so if you had to gauge just from your time in north carolina what you know about north carolina hip-hop if you had to give yourself a I don't. I hate to call it a top five, but like we're gonna call it that anyway, because for lack of a better term, uh, top your top five, like since you've been in Carolina, like your top five Carolina MCs, and it could be somebody we've never heard of. It doesn't matter. Like your own personal five top rappers from North Carolina. Oh my goodness, this is a great question, bro. Man, uh, man, I gotta throw superstition in there, bro. This isn't, this is in no yes. particular order. So superstition, of course, shout out to God. You know what I'm saying? He was on Capture the Essence, Letting Go, Remix. You know what I'm saying? Solid dude, barred up. So definitely him. Man, who else would I throw in my top five from NC? Of course, Seven. 
know what I'm saying? And I ain't saying that because I'm on the show. Fuck y'all niggas who saying that. My nigga, I seen him do work. I seen him kill the stage. You know what I'm saying? My nigga got bars. Classic project. So boom, seven up in there. Man, who else would I throw up in there, man? From NC. Man. Hmm. It's a hard one. It's, it's some talented motherfuckers in North Carolina, man. Like I was it's shocked, lot, bro. I was shocked. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot, man. Oh, man. Because it's like, I, I, I know niggas that's like, they got bars and they hot, but it's like, it's a difference between that and somebody that's like a goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, a goat type. Like, Superstition is different. Like, a lot of people knew him from the punchlines and shit early on, but he's just, he's so much more than that. Like, and, and as he, and he's proven that, he's proven that as he's gotten older. So, like, yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, bro. I would say um, shout out Ja, Ja Monte, man. Uh, formerly known as King Callis, bro. Man, him did some shows back oh, in the day. Yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about for so, sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's not from, you know, North Carolina, but, you know, Carolina MC, you know what I'm saying? Just in terms of what he's doing and his the art that he's making, I respect it, man. Shout out Black Liberation. Shout out all them brothers. So, boom, I throw him up in there. No doubt. Man, two more spots. Yeah, man. I, guess, I mean, I guess my question. I guess my question would probably be: Where you? Where do you? Where do you see Fonte in that list of people? Oh, absolutely. I'm trying. I'm. I'm thinking like strictly like niggas that never blew like that. You know what I'm oh, saying? I feel but, you. I feel you. No doubt. No doubt. But, but now, if we, but boom, two more spots left, little brother. You know what I'm saying? Pull Fonte. Let's, come on, though. Knife. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, what else can you say? That's that's a given. Absolutely. Um, and you know Jermaine Cole, bro. A couple cats might have heard of him, man. So. Cold world, yeah, cold world. Yeah. Bro, that, hey, look, man, I'm I'm gonna say this, and I, I've been saying this for years, and people think I'm crazy when I say it, but like, so like I know for a fact that J Cole heard Superstition before he got on. I know this because I know that they used to fuck with the same producer in favor. Um, no doubt. So when I hear J Cole, like now I'll say when I heard early J Cole. What right. I really heard was what I heard was a slightly less um I'm not gonna say less potent because he can rap his ass off. But like yeah. I'll say I see a where slightly going less potent, more more polished for the mainstream version of superstition is what I, I agree. heard. Bro, I, I, so. I, I agree hundred percent, man. I've been, you know, listening to Cole since the mixtapes and shit, and yeah. I don't go back as far as you and superstition and him with the same producer, but I do hear the cadence, man, and you know, man, bro. The way I look, the game is so crazy too, man, because it's like there's knowing superstition and hearing his music and just what he's done, and uh, the level of skill that he has, you know. And you see cats in the game who don't have that. It's really humbling and eye opening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it makes you realize, you know, what you're doing it for. And and like you said, bro, everybody's definition of success is different. You know what I'm saying? So, but nah, bro, shout out to Cole, though, man. Shout out, shout out everybody sure. on the list, bro. There's a lot of dope, solid uh, Carolina MCs, man. Uh, oh. there's, there's a lot that I even named, bro. It's the whole uh, community of collectives in Charlotte, in Carolina. You know what I'm saying? So, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing that I think um, is always affects the answer to that question. Like, the, the, the part, the, the area of North Carolina that you live in is going to affect your answer to that question because there are, there are artists in Charlotte that have a big following in Charlotte that maybe people in Winston-Salem, Greensboro area, Raleigh-Durham area 
aren't aware of, you know what I'm saying, yet. Um, so right. I, it's always interesting when I ask that question because generally somebody's name will come up that's like specific to a, uh, to that area. And then like uh, somebody that asked this from Greensboro or from Raleigh may not give that, <laughs> may not say that person's name because they've never heard of them, you know what I'm saying? But like they may throw in a name that the person in Charlotte might be like, I have no idea who that is, let me, let me find out. But that's why I like doing that because I feel like that actually helps grow the North Carolina hip hop community because it makes people say, well, well, hold up. You from NC, I know who you are. I think you're dope, but I never heard of this person on your list. Let me go check them out. Um, so I think Absolutely, brother. It's just really, uh, it's really so biased, man. And, you know, and I say that in a good way because it's like, you know, like you said, like our region defines us so much, bro. It's like, you know, we could travel all we want, but, you know, where we live, man, it just influences us so much. Like you say, you could shine a light on MC a couple hours away. You won't even know. Super dope. So, yeah, that's that. I fuck with that, bro. It's a good shit. You heard Kendrick's album already? Yeah, I have. What'd you think? Man, there's a lot of... <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about Kendrick's album, man. Um, I fucking love Kendrick. I love what he's doing to me. I think he's... Um, I think this generation, he's got it, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's in my top five all time as well. In terms of his body of work, I was talking to some brothers about this, man. Um, I'll touch on it, then I'll ask you. Um, you know, you listen to the Migos, and, and shout out Migos. Migos is fire, you know what I'm saying? But the point I'm trying to make is there's hip-hop that's easy to listen to. You put it on, vibe with it. It's not much thinking involved. It sounds, it's easy. it's very digestible. It's easy to listen to. When I hear the Kendrick, it's not easy to listen to some of the songs. Some of the songs are, but some of them are not. And it's like, is there such a thing as music being too complex? Is there such a thing as it being a little hard to digest? I don't, to me, to answer that question, I don't think so. You know, but at the same time, it's a difference. Um, I love what he's doing on it. I love the, the production. It sounds like it's from 2099. It's fucking amazing. I feel like this is his... Uh, <laughs> common electric circus era. This is his Radiohead kind of like his Jesus in a sense, just in terms of like the cadence he went with in terms of the production and even the song structure. Um, man, he's talking about some deep shit. I love the project, man. Um, I think it's dope, bro. I fucks with it. Now it's weird, it, it's crazy, but I think it put it in perspective for me now before I even say what I'm about to say, why our I'm not going to say that our our opinions on the album are widely opposite because I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I actually love it. Right. My problem is this. But somebody said something to me to put it in perspective. For me. He said, hey, man, he said, hey, man, I love this Kendrick album. I said, why do you love it so much? He said, because I feel like he made it specifically to speak to millennials. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I hadn't considered that. But now that you say it and I go back and listen, I hear it with different ears now. And I, and, I, and I realized that the reason why it didn't hit me the way it hit some other people is because a lot of what he's saying, because I'm older, I already know. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's not going to hit me the same. It's just like somebody saying common sense to me. But to somebody else, it may seem like he's saying a very profound thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like somebody saying the sky's blue. It's like, yeah, nigga, I know the sky blue. I ain't right. Been that. So I was like, you know, if I was, if I was you know, younger, I would probably hear this differently and it would affect me differently. To me, I mean, it's a dope album. I, 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 I have never heard Kendrick do anything I thought was bad. You know what I'm saying? So it's a dope album. 
to me, the only reason why I would like a a damn better than this album is because for me, where he's at on this album, I I already been there and floated past it. Like like just where his mind is on this album. You know what I'm saying? I already been there and floated past it. So to me, it's almost like nostalgic in a sense, just what he's talking about. You're right about the production. The production seems like it's from a whole nother planet. Um yeah. some of that kind of threw me for a loop too. And it's only because yeah. Again, I think it's just because of the type of music that I generally listen to. And I, I mean, I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to music, but the two albums that you compared it to, I don't like either one of those albums. And I think that's what <laughs> made the production scene weird. I don't like Yeezus or Electric Circus. So like, right. that that might be why it kind of, and, and I, once you said that, nobody else said that. So that kind of put that in perspective. For me. I was like, you know what? This is kind of his, you know what I mean? I thought it was the Pimple Butterfly, but I love that album. So to so that wasn't it. This is the one. You know what I'm saying? This is, and this is the one he's I going love love. him. Yeah, I feel, yeah. <laughs> I love him. Like, he's yeah. amazing. I, I even love Kodak Black on this album. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Where the fuck that come from? Holy shit. Exactly. Like, I was so thrown, but I was like, what? He got Kodak Black all over this motherfucker. Like, okay. And Kodak Black, but, but Kodak Black showed me another side of him I didn't know was there. You know what I'm saying? Was, and yeah, I, I, I needed that. Understand. Yeah, I needed I needed to hear him doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, shout out to Kendrick, man. It's a do- it's a dope project. Um, and again, revisiting it with different ears made me made me feel it more than I did initially. So I mean, yeah, I definitely think that it's uh, and he's easily, you know, him. They always say him, Cole, and Drake, and I'm like, well, for their generation, yeah, it's them three. You know what I'm saying? Literally, um, yeah. regardless of what I may feel about Drake, I have to be honest with myself and say, yeah, uh, as far as especially commercial hip hop goes. These three guys are the guys. You know what I'm saying? No question about it. Um, but for me personally, if I had to be honest with myself and with my ears, if I if I say, hey, what album in the next week am I going to play the most or, or the next couple of days before my album comes out, what am I going to play more? I'm probably going to play Protect Your Inner Peace more than I'm going to play um, Kendrick's album. And it's only because sonically and just what you're talking about lines up more with where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so, that's, that's love. That's love, bro. And for me, I had to listen to it too, because I'll be honest, bro. Like I love the Kendrick album, but at the same time, it's like you really have to be in a certain mood. It's like you have to digest it. It's so it's so much. And it's not easy to listen to. You know what I'm saying? It's not like something I could throw on and let it play front to back and let it bang. And even when I'm at the crib, you know what I'm saying? Bobbing right. headphones, whatever. It's like for me, sonically, and this is such a fucking biased opinion, but like you said, protect the inner piece. It, I'd rather play that off the strength of just like sonically. It's just, it, it's, it's not so much clutter, bro. It's, it's, and even the content, you know what I'm saying? The content is more, um, more, more grown men in terms of like, you know, who it's going to resonate with and even grown women. Like you said, it makes sense now, bro. It, you kind of shine a light on me in terms of um, Mr. Morale, the, the, He's kind of speaking about the the cancel culture. He's putting a mirror up to society. This this version of society that we're in now, and it's like you know, yeah, we relate to that. But it's like this is so much scopes that we could talk about in terms of like the greatest crime never filmed, for example. You know what I'm saying? And lock my body can't lock my mind. Like to me, that's more prevalent than um, you know some of the things he's talking about on the album because it's like. Yeah, he's giving us bars, but it's like, you know, the shit I'm going through on a day-to-day, that, that was more pimp, pimp a butterfly than this joint. You feel me? So, right. Yeah. 
the Pimple Butterfly was a fucking masterpiece. I'm not, I'm not even going like, to Like, to this day, even with the current album, I can honestly say, as far as discography goes, Kendrick has one of the strongest discographies in hip hop. Like he's he's definitely one of the one of the greatest uh, of, and I'm not just saying greatest of this particular generation. I think he's one of the greatest ever, um, and I can say that without equivocation. I think him and Cole have both brought themselves from you know from base level of just being an underground favorite to you know being considered you know to be able to consider be be able to be considered amongst the greats um, from from previous generations of MCs. Um, and, and you know, it's funny because a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, well, dog, you got to ask yourself, as we were growing up, these were your favorite rappers. But you have to ask yourself and be real and be objective and say, hey, but has A, B, or C person bypassed this person? Like, really? Like, literally, have they bypassed them as far as, like I say, somebody like Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane was phenomenal, phenomenal lyricist, phenomenal performer, but his discography is limited. So... Right. You can't go past two and a half really dope albums for Big Daddy Kane. So, like, if you can't go past two and a half dope albums, that would mean that in the grand scope of things, J. Cole, Kendrick have surpassed Big Daddy Kane. You know what I'm saying? Because they both have more than two and a half albums of dope-ass music, and they're unquestionably two of the dopest lyricists of their of their era. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that's, 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 a, that's a Big Daddy Kane. You know what I'm saying? No diss to Kane at all, but just saying realistically. Yo, that, that's that's real, bro. I think a lot of th times, like, we're so biased, bro. We're so biased in terms of, like, the forefathers. And it's like, we hold them on this pedestal. They're, they're fucking gods, and rightfully so. But it's like, you know, you look at cats, like, uh, look at Pac, bro. Pac, Pac's my fucking favorite rapper of all time. To me, he's the most influential of all time, the GOAT. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You look at his body of work when he was alive, you know what I'm saying? Real classics, me against the world, all eyes on me, Machiavelli, while he was alive. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's like three joints, three solid joints. And it's like, you know, Kendrick and Cole, more so Kendrick. Kendrick has more classic albums than Pac, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? And, but at the same time, it's like even Big. Big only had two. But, you know, even regardless of the number, the way the music resonates and the way it ages is that, to me, that kind of outweighs the number of projects. But on To Play Devil's Advocate, it's like if I have more classic albums, I've been doing this consistently at a higher level than you. So perspective is really important on that. But I wanted to touch on something else that you mentioned um, in terms of like Kendrick's album, the sound of it. Right. And even me as an artist, you as an artist, it's, it brings up an interesting perspective. Right. It's just like even a fan. It's like, you know. Look at Kendrick, you know, his albums have sounded different sonically. And it's like I love that. That's dope. But at the same time. Is there anything wrong with an artist having a consistent sound? It's like, should that be shunned upon? So it's like, if you know Ron Mallory dropping, you know you're getting some some fire boom bap shit, some soul shit, and it's like you you know what you're getting every time. Same thing with Gazelda, right? Wu Tang, like part of the brand, and it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, bro. But some people may view it as, oh, he's limited, he's in a box, this and that. But it's like, you know, when I listen to Ho. I listen to Hove. I'm not expecting the Migos production. I know what I'm getting from Hove. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with sticking with what works for you and being true to your cadence because it's like there's so many artists in the game that have a different cadence. So, you know, stick with what works, bro. If if, if, niggas, if Kendrick was going to make 10 dams, I wouldn't be mad at that. 10 pimple butterflies, I wouldn't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Nah. I mean, consistency, has, like, let's speak about 
Jadakiss. You know what I'm saying? Jadakiss has been rapping the same for 30 years. But we ain't mad yeah. at that. You know what I'm saying? We ain't mad exactly. at that. And why are we not mad at it? Because he's really good at it. So, like, I may play some people at, at a higher point on my list than Kiss simply because he always raps the same. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not going to take away from his dopeness or his consist- consistency because he always raps the same. That would be like me. Uh, Redman's been the same his whole career. Redman right. don't change why. You know what I'm saying? But Redman is consistently in people's top five, top ten because he's Redman. You know what I'm saying? Not only has he been doing the same thing, but he's been doing it really, really well. So, like, having a consistent sound is not a bad thing. It's just a matter of how you execute that's going to make the difference. Um, that, that, that's like Kareem with that skyhook. You, you know what he's going to do. He's going to hit you with that yeah. same shit every time, but that motherfucker going to hit, though, every time. But, you can't, yeah, you can't stop that motherfucker. That's the whole point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I stop it. You know what the most? Get the ball in the post. Boom, skyhook. You already know it's coming every yep. time. And, and you know, you know what's coming. And the worst part is, deep down inside you, you know there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah. Deep down inside you, you know you can't do nothing, and and it drives you crazy. But all you can do is try to play defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause that's your job. You know what I'm saying? That, so uh, I, I think you know it kind of I mean? tie that back, man. I think that kind of comes to you know just staying true to you, what works for you. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with going outside of your comfort zone, but it's like you know, stay true to you, man. That's Absolutely. And that's one of the things I can honestly say about Kendrick is the reason why I don't have an issue with, like, even though it's not like, it's not going to be in heavy rotation for, for me personally. And I can tell some of the songs, yeah, build, man, as an yeah. album, it won't be a heavy rotation for me, but I can tell that this progression to this point to making this album was a natural progression for him. It's not like I feel like he's reaching to do it. Like, I really feel like that's just him. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's easier for me to digest it because I know it's not some forced Oh, the label wants me to do this. Nah, that's you. Um, you know what I'm saying, uh, and bro. Think about all the think about all the artists that had the back in the day that oh, the label made me do a single like this, or that the label picked these songs. I had to talk about these songs. I agree. I feel like Kendrick's progression is natural, it's organic, and I agree, bro. Like for me, the whole body of work, front to back. Personally, I'm not gonna play the whole joint front to back, bro. There's a few joints that don't resonate more, but. It's, it's a dope project, man. Shout, shout out Kendrick. Shout out, you know, everybody doing their thing, man. TDE and all them niggas, man. For sure. Shout out Absol. I heard that Holland Days joint. Absol is still my favorite TDE artist. I'm not going to lie to nobody. That's my guy. Him, man, him shout, out control, shout out Control System, man. Woo! I was like, bro, what the fuck is Welcome Absol to the at? Control System. I'm stimulating the hoes and educating my niggas. I wake up with fire hoes. Don't get me started on Absol, bro. Like, <laughs> all right, so check it. This what I'm gonna do because I know we um I'm oh yeah not only am I rounding up on my on my allotted time to record my phone is on one percent so yeah <laughs> tell the people where they can find Rome Mallory online yo you can find Rome Mallory Instagram Twitter at Rome eight four five that's R O M E eight four five man I'm on all streaming platforms man Apple Music Spotify title YouTube uh, Rome Mallory R O M E Mallory uh, protect the inner peace, the whole catalog up there, man. So tap in with me, man. For real, for real. And don't forget, if you're a real hip-hop head and you love what you hear on the streaming services, go to rome845.bandcamp.com and cop some of that other shit that you can't get on the streaming service. You know what I'm talking about? Rome, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you, man, so much. And and maybe one day we'll leak that joint out that we did. I don't know. You know what I'm but hey, matter of <laughs> fact, speaking on that, I got I got a joint in mind. Uh, I'm going to send you the beat, too. I got a joint in mind for it. So, like, yeah, let's, let's let's put some work in, man. Oh, yeah, likewise, man. We got some more cookups coming, bro. It's, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you, man.
It most definitely. Hey, send me that joint you was talking about too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I got you. Yeah, I got you right now. Say less. That's what's up. Rome Mallory, y'all already know what it is, man. Panther Politics, I'm your host, Seven the Panther. Y'all hold it down out there for the Northwest and beyond. One.